to the Batmobile. Let's go. Are you in the market for some new swag? Some comic-themed merch? How about a sweet water keychain of your favorite villain or vigilante? Just hop over to the Weeby Geek site and click the Superhero Stuff link and let the retail therapy commence. Using the link helps support Weeby Geeks because they get a small commission from each sale at no extra cost to you. So get to shopping and thanks for listening. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It's, uh, again, Guys Night, it's Derek, Brett, and we're being joined from the Fourth Line Podcast, which you hear on thehockeywriters.com and over on WeebyGeeks.net. We have Carl. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Doing well. Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. So, I guess to get started, tell us a little bit about the Fourth Line Podcast for those who haven't caught you yet. Yeah, for sure. We're a hockey show. We lease usually two episodes a week. Uh, we come out Monday nights and we do our, our big hockey show. Our main show is on Mondays. And then on Wednesdays, we're kind of in the middle of tinkering with the format over there. So we've got uh, what's called our hot seat. And it used to be kind of all interviews. And now we're making it just kind of a discussion show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So far, we've talked about barbecue, uh, which is a favorite topic of ours. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about some, uh, some differing opinions we have on football and a crazy story about a kid beating up a robber. So uh, just kind of all over the place on that one. We just try to have a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we've uh, we've actually been with the Hockey Writers for just about a year now. Lots of great guys over there. And we have some of the writers from there on the show and uh, talk about hockey. Cool. Nice. Glad so, we could pull you away from the uh, the finals tonight. Oh, you're not. It's 100% on in the background. Yes. But <laughs> imagine. Yeah. You, guys, you guys are number one. The, the Penguins are winning right now. So I'm yeah. happy. Uh, and uh, it'll be that good. That sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, though. I'm, I'm I, from Detroit, so I'm a... Uh, Wings fan. Well, see, I'm so. an Avalanche fan, so I'm looking at looking at a beautiful oh. Avalanche jersey right now. I feel right at home. <laughs> yeah. I I would much rather see the Sharks win it than win and see the Pens only because of Crybaby. I, I'm so sick of him getting away with everything. Yeah, I can't stand Crosby. I've realized that that is a one big difference. There's a lot of differences between our two nations. Uh, one big difference between Canada and the U.S. is that Canada's not done with their love of Crosby yet. We're still 100 percent in. Uh, it's it's it, it's interesting to see how many people, even folks who aren't big hockey fans, saying that they don't like Crosby, which uh, I find very interesting. I learned that just in this past week. Uh, he, he's such a dirty player. I mean, just the Tampa series alone, look at how many penalties he should have been called for. I mean, there were like four or five blatant hooks that the refs just let just let go, just because he, it seems like, because he's Batman's poster child. Eh, maybe. I, I would disagree, but I also look at it from a different perspective, one where I enjoy him. Certainly, earlier in his career, he whined a lot. Uh, he's He whines less now. I'm not saying he doesn't whine at all, but uh, I, I think come playoff time, things get called less, and uh, sure, I think every league gives superstars a little bit better treatment, and so yeah. whether, it, whether it be football, 
basketball. Uh, we're also Toronto Raptors fans, so we just watched LeBron James get zero zero calls against him in mm-hmm. uh, the series against us. So we're well aware how superstars get treated. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, y'all, you were saying that y'all are going to be talking a little football. Um, what's y'all's take on the news breaking, or will be breaking tomorrow, about Orlando becoming the new home for at least three years of the Pro Bowl? Um, to, to me, and probably to Joel as well, I'll speak on his behalf, to both of us, um, it's, t- it's kind of irrelevant. I don't think it'll make us watch the Pro Bowl more. It won't make us turn it off. Um, I think the only people it matters to are the people of Orlando. So, um, and Florida is not exactly the hottest of attendance markets. So, whatever the NFL can do to get Jacksonville and Tampa some more butts in the seats, if it takes a Pro Bowl, sure. But I really don't care. Yeah, I'm not sure how they they rank three teams <laughs> for Florida from there. They can't get anybody to any of their sports games. They they do if the teams are winning. Well, and that's, I mean, that's even the with, thing, and, and, that, and that's the problem with Tampa and Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, even with uh, well, was it Florida or uh, Tampa Bay, where they weren't allowing uh, people to uh, wear the opposing team's oh, jerseys into the rinks. Uh, that that was Tampa with the Lightning. Yeah, it was the uh, same thing when the Wings were playing them in the, the playoffs too. You couldn't wear a Red Wings jersey in, in there. Really? You can, yeah. but you can, but you ha- were regulated to a certain area of the uh, the arena. Right. So, like maybe you wanted yeah. well for the Red Wings, yeah. <laughs> um, but they've been doing that for a couple of years now. Yeah, I know Nashville does the same thing too. Um, it's uh, a it's a popular thing. Well, Nashville does it with what against Chicago, Chicago. St. Louis. Yeah, and St. Louis does it with Chicago as well. If I remember right. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't sure if St. Louis did. I know Nashville does it against Chicago and St. Louis, but it's it's an interesting tactic to take. Um, obviously, you want to get your own fans in the seats. Um, mm-hmm. If that's what it takes, sure. But I think if anything, it just makes more animosity and makes me want to show up even more. So yeah, the end of my backfire a little bit. <laughs> So, um, your take on the playoffs so far? They've been fairly good. Uh, the last round was a bit of a lull, um, but I'm enjoying this series so far. Obviously, we're only a game and a half in, but uh, it's been fairly close. Uh, you know, tied tied until late last game. First first round is usually my favorite, even though like technically you have the biggest disproportion of matchups. You're just you're guaranteed to get some good games. Um, I'd like to get a little bit more overtime. That'd be fun. But um, it's kind of it's nice to see some teams that haven't been there for a bit you know sharks never been in the cup finals uh it's good to see some different teams getting in there st louis last round they haven't been there for some time so yeah it's been good your take on an expansion uh Thing is it. happening things gonna it's, happen it's hap- apparently uh came out today uh, unofficial but sources say that las vegas is a done deal and that's going to happen and so that'll start in 2017 2018 uh quebec is less likely obviously uh with vegas already being rumored to be done so i hate the idea of expansion I get why they're doing it because it makes the other 30 owners a sizable amount of money. Uh, but I don't think that putting more teams in bad hockey markets is going to be good long term. I think you're going to have a lot more situations like you have in Arizona and Florida, and Carolina, where you probably shouldn't have hockey in these places. So right. it's, uh, the ice is uh, just the weather and the ice is so bad in those arenas. It's still here. The stuff about Colorado's ice down right. there. It's really hard to keep a decent ice down there with the temperature. Tampa's not too bad. Uh, I'm 
mean, their ice is a, I really, except for when they were at the, the fairgrounds, uh, their first couple of years, I never really heard any complaints about their ice. Yeah, their ice has been solid. Now, the Panthers, they've got issues. Well, and ice technology's come so far. We're playing outdoor games in California. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, ice has come away since the days. Like, I remember back when the Stars were making their cup runs, the ice in Dallas was terrible. And granted, we haven't seen what the ice in Dallas in June is like the last decade or so, but right. yeah. it, it would very likely still be better than it was back then. I just remember how, as the as the game went on, you see pucks bounce in and players fall. It was just, it was messy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, besides hockey, is there anything else you, you might geek out about? Oh, when it comes to geeking out, there's definitely a lot of things. So hockey, uh, and sports in general. Um, and I, I have been called in the past and some people have changed my definition of it. But, uh, when it comes to statistics and math, uh, by trade, I'm an engineer. And so the math side of sports always, uh, comes, comes easier to me. And I kind of trend towards that. Um, I'm a big hunting fan. Fan. I like to go out hunting. Um, so started the probably three years ago bow hunting, which has been a lot of fun. So learning about that. Um, so yeah, those are those are two of my biggest. And then obviously podcasting. We're uh, we've been going at it for two full hockey seasons so far, and uh, been enjoying it. So very cool. It's quite the grind uh, with the, the hockey seasons being as long as there. <laughs> Well, I, I was also briefly doing a baseball podcast. When you're talking about a grind, oh, uh, yeah. wow. that's a grind right there. <laughs> eight, the dog eight, days of summer kick in for anyone. Eight, but, eight, yeah. 82 games, regular season, hockey, 100-something for baseball. Yeah. yeah. But, so have you heard any kind of stuff about the writers uh, for your site about the uh, Red Wings, kind of what the national perspective is, is on them? Because I know they're not exactly uh, fans here and exactly happy with uh, Ken Holland anymore. I think the, the honeymoon might be over with him. I think so, yeah. It's definitely going to be a tough a tough show next year. I think this year you still had a lot of quality things to go, go back to. Um, the loss of Mike Babcock, can't replace him. And I think we saw that this year. Uh, you know, The new guy was certainly serviceable, but uh, Babcock was a tough thing to replace. Datsuk heading back over to Russia. They're going to miss him. Uh, we'll see what happens with their cap situation. Having Datsuk still on the books is going to be a tough one. Seven million, that's dead. Uh, yeah. Not, not going to be nice. Um, goaltending, we'll see what they do there because they've got some things that they need to sort out who's going where. and uh, just They're an older team that needs to figure out how to replace some of these guys. So As Datsuk, Zetterberg, uh, Cronwall, and those guys continue to get older, mm-hmm. it's going to got to do something more than bring in Mike Green because yeah. not a, not a success. <laughs> I think they've had a, a rough time since the uh, salary cap hit, but they couldn't uh, bring in like Hashik and Chelios and, and the big name players that they had, uh, the Grobatai and those kind of type of players. They can't just go out there and buy them like they used to be able to. Yeah, and what you need to be able to do is the exact same thing that you're seeing the Leafs do is there's no salary cap on front office. And so you need to throw as much money as possible at guys like Lou Lamorello, Mike Babcock, guys like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to get away with uh, circumventing the cap, if you want to call it. Yeah. But I said I said this year coming into it the Red Wings weren't going to make the playoffs that their streak would be over uh, might be a little bit of Colorado bias but they proved me they proved me wrong once so they can do yeah. it again yeah but it's uh, they didn't do uh, make a exactly a great showing when they did get in yeah. in schlacked by uh, Tampa Bay well Colorado and Tampa uh, I follow both teams um, 
they both suffered from the same thing you know, during the season. That was some heavy injuries that kept players out for quite some time. And then with Tampa, the, yeah. the whole situation with Dobin just didn't help. Just didn't help either. You mean the Drew and I mean, situation Drew and, there? Yeah, yeah. 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 Him and then Stamkos and Bishop. They Honestly, the fact that they managed to make it to the conference finals without their captain and their starting goaltender is a testament to that team. So, Well, Bishop Bishop played first first game and went out uh, midway through the through the first period with what he yeah. thought was a broken leg, but thankfully wasn't. Yeah, that definitely the way that it got treated, and I don't think they've come out and said I'm, I would be very surprised if that wasn't uh, an ACL because it looked very similar to what Carey Price had this year that kept yeah. him out for most of the year, and you saw Price he skated for months and never returned to the ice, and uh, Bishop was able to skate but never got in game shape, never got ready. It'd be interesting if that regular season if they would have gone with him and, and tried him out but in the playoffs it's hard to take that risk so right and of course Derek's being quiet yeah <laughs> are, you, are you a Bruins fan Derek um yeah a bit I mean I'm not huge into hockey but uh it would be the Bruins I've I've gone to a, to I've seen them a few times and- so ju- just like the Patriots nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> I love their uh I love the Bruins sweaters yes I love love their colors <laughs> Yeah, the black and gold. Yeah, and some sweet sweaters. I wish, wish everyone in Boston plains Pittsburgh stole their stole their colors. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but well, the, the yeah. pins are the pins originally were, were um, it's like a two tone blue and white. I can't remember if there was, but no, I don't think there was black in there at all. And I then all so, no. and then all of a sudden. Um, they they went to the black black yellow and gold or black white and gold to to kind of unify the city you know with the pirates the steelers and then the penguins and boston oh, right, yeah. boston threw a fit and tried to get it blocked and no we're, we had the colors first we should so um when when they did the uniform change in, in the 2000s uh to the new uniform styling they changed the no it was even before that it was yeah it was, it was the jersey was right before that they yeah. yeah, the or when they came back to the the original logo, they changed up the the sport gold to the Vegas gold. Yeah, I find it, it uh, and you and use that look, and use that look. It's impressive that a team can say, "Hey, black and yellow, those are our colors. You can't use them." The amount <laughs> of teams that use black and yellow out there. Yeah, come on. Well, I'll tell you, I have seen lots of mock-ups of. Um, the the black jerseys Pittsburgh's wearing like what they're wearing right now in Pittsburgh for for game two I I've seen that with the color change uh, from the the sport gold or that athletic yellow to um to the gold that they wear on the on the road shirts and it still looks yeah. sharp it looks sharp I I like the the duller yellow it looks good versus like the the bright gold kind of that they use on the road yeah, yeah being a Wings fan we're pretty familiar with uh, San Jose I'm surprised uh, Kavelski hasn't scored yet he's always seemed to be a wings killer whenever they played him in the playoffs. It's like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> scoring constantly on him. Yeah, well, they're on a power play and pending their own end right now. It's down one nothing. It's not looking good for the old Sharks so far. <laughs> uh, there's, there's still plenty of games left. Yeah, I always I always like to say, and I think I stole this actually from my co-host, but you're never out of a playoff matchup till you lose at home. And mm-hmm. So they've still got, they've got till Saturday to be out of it. Down down 3 nothing. if they lose, lose tonight right. and then lose on Saturday, then you yeah, you're out of it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
I guess let's kind of turn the tables a little bit. What this past week, uh, we had major story with Captain America, um, kind of quoting some infamous words that has caused riff in this country uh, when he spoke Hell Hydra at the end of the end of the book. Any any similar reactions up in in Canada, or was that just a story of uh, the Americans are pissed because another comic book heroes switching sides? <laughs> uh, I think there'd probably be just as much among among the community, the Marvel fan base. Uh, definitely, I think a lot of people, and at least here, a lot of people have definitely turned on Captain America after uh, after the old Civil War. So from from here, there's there's a lot more, lot more hate than I've seen before. Everyone was a big fan. Now, uh, not so much. So oh wow, so uh, Canada was on uh, Iron Man side uh, for during the Civil War then, huh? Or it seemed yes. like most Canadians were. Wow. Yeah. Was that not the case down in uh, down there? Were they all Captain America just because he has America in the name? I don't well, know. I think that's kind of split the reason, but a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of us were on yeah. Cap side. I, I See, think I, I I personally was, but I know a lot. Of, like I'd say seventy five percent of people have been on the side of Iron Man. Interesting. Yeah, I think here in the states it was kind of a split. It just depended on which side of the political field you you look at. Mm-hmm. So um, I just love that uh, people's reaction to it is to burn the book. That's yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I've heard so many people say they will not um, they, they they will not buy issue two this and yet and yet the numbers are some of the the larger numbers Marvel has seen for a second issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't know how the story is going to play out yet, so it's yeah, it's um, kind of like that fan knee reactions, just like they were with uh, yeah. Dan Slott and Spider Man with Doctor Octopus taking over him for a while. Yeah, which actually turned out to be a good story. yeah, it was a great storyline. Well, as, as I've mentioned, no one complained when DC, even though it was a one shot or uh, a a miniseries, no one complained when they turned Superman into a communist mm, right yeah so and no one no Hydra one can play not even nazis no they were actually against the nazis so i don't know why they're where they're getting the whole nazi thing it's because people are idiots yeah. it's like the, it's like this one thing on twitter there was somebody um complaining about well where's the article jumping all over jack kirby when he had captain america salute hitler and he shows this one panel i was like okay one idiot did you read the rest of the the story that talked about how this is a time where one of two times where Red Skull brainwashed Captain America and had him I was like, do the research, read all the facts first before you start quoting right. something like that. Like with this, we don't know the whole story yet, so who knows if this it could it could be a scroll posing as Captain America <laughs> for all we know. Right. Um, well, the the beginning of the book at point is is very clear to point out that you know the the changes to Cap took place in a reality bending prison town. Uh, so yeah, I just love that. And another first thing that people were doing is uh, making death threats to the author. Yeah, <laughs> that's always great. Um, it's like why is that? Why is that? Why is that your reaction to make death threats? What what kind of a person makes death threats to somebody? Oh. Well, to go back to the sports world, I uh, have uh, Bartman. Again, I still don't think he can show his uh, face oh. in public. <laughs> Batman? <laughs> no, uh, Bartman uh, from, was he Chicago? Yeah, the Cubs guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome, Foul awesome ball series. Or... Yeah. Oh, that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a fan that tried to reach over this, tried to catch a foul ball. Yeah. I think that's I when you that. realize, like, the true definition of fan being a fan 
fanatic, a, a true fanatic of any of these things is someone who would make a death threat against someone because of it. Like, no matter what you like, there's nothing that should be that, that dramatic. I know, yeah. but, it, it should <laughs> never be that serious. Yeah, right. So as, uh, do you notice that it's a different type of fan in Canada for hockey than in, than in the U.S.? I think they take it a little more fanatical? Um, I actually would say that there's more fanatics in the States than there probably is in Canada. Um, or a larger percentage of them, I would say, because it's kind of like when you have a niche sport or a niche what anything, uh, you get way more into it. And it's more of a niche sport in the States than it is in Canada. In Canada, it's just kind of a thing. You talk about it, you see it, it's everywhere. Um, whereas here in, or in the States, it's certainly not the case. So I think actually people who are big into hockey in the States are a larger percentage than people who are big into it in Canada. Like, Do you think on, the press is harder on them over there? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the reason that you see, you know, Phil Kessel's not stressed out living in Pittsburgh, dealing with the media there like he was in Toronto when he was trying to deal with that. Uh, mm-hmm. The press is definitely much worse in Canada. That's that's all that there's to talk about. I, I live in Calgary and I rarely listen to the sports radio station in town here because in the middle of the summer, it's like the middle of July and they're talking about every draft pick made by the team in the last five years. And I'm like, I don't care. This is not relevant to me. Talk, we have a football team there's baseball going on there's everything going on and you're breaking down the flint still so it's a it's a almost 24 7 thing here hockey media so uh, it's funny we, we, we transition to fandom uh there was an interesting article on um oh, what's, what's this website birth movies death interesting name for a site yeah. uh and their article is fandom is broken uh, controversies and entitlement shine a light on the deeply troubling side of fandom. So I guess it kind of works both ways, you know, as we were saying, sports and in the geek world. Um, what if Ann Wilkes had the internet? How would we be in trouble? <laughs> We'd be in trouble. Um, from misery. Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to skip ahead in some of this article, but uh, I'm going to pick up where it's at, you know, this article states, this really isn't a new thing. Way back in 2012, I named Annie Wilkes the patron saint of Fadnam after a childish, ridiculous uproar over the ending of Mass Effect 3. What, ah. I could, what I couldn't have known in 2012 was that the Mass Effect uprising was just a preview of the main event that tantrum happened under the auspices of being consumer revolt, which would be the same kind of language behind the terrorist hate group Gamergate still hides. Mm. And in years since Mass Effect 3, it seems as if the crazy has been ramping up and the wall dividing creators and fans gets even thinner with each social media platform, um, the number of voices being raised has grown. They can even say that in the sports world. I hear see people tweeting players and coaches and everything, yeah. uh, making threats at them. And I think social media has a lot to do with all of that because it's given more of an outlet to, to the, the more fanatical people. Right. And, and, and people don't have to use their real names either. Mm-hmm. So right. because of that, they, they have, um, that's the best way to put it, their cojones are a lot bigger. <laughs> so um, I, I just think it's funny, you know, with all the heat that the new Ghostbusters film has gotten and then trying to get Elsa a girlfriend for Frozen 2 to make her the first lesbian <sighs> Disney oh, yeah. character, um, which isn't the case. Just look at John John Smith and Pocahontas. Uh, there was a lesbian right there. Oh, wait, never mind. Bad joke. <laughs> Um, I forgot who the comedian is, the old uh, comedy sketch, but we we can't say lesbian. It's women in comfortable shoes. Oh, it was Robin Williams. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. 
Um, and of course, you know, with what happened last week with uh, with Captain America, even um, what's what do you guys think is the cause for? I guess the the entitlement or the the stupidity of of the fans who who just take it beyond. I think uh, with uh, consumerism, you want everything now. You have to have it now, and you don't want to wait for it. I mean, George R. R. Martin with his Game of Thrones books has been putting up with it forever. Everybody's been making threats to him for to write faster and to come out with mm-hmm. the next book. Well, also, I think it's it's uh, they think it's it's theirs. Like that's you know these are this is my uh, this is my thing. I love it, so you can't mess with it or you shouldn't be messing with it even though it's you know you see it a lot with like star wars fans like they oh, get really up star wars star trek yeah yeah which i am a fan of both so but i am as well but some of the some of the diehard fans they just go nuts if you try to change one little thing or, or do one little thing like they like they went nuts when when uh, after Disney bought Lucasfilm and stuff when they got rid of the expanded universe stuff mm-hmm. which was never canon to begin with so no I don't think but yeah it was truly never canon I mean even the comic books weren't truly canon even though they covered right. stories that were yeah and there was I mean there was plenty of good stuff in there but none of it was actually official. No, I think the only official canon was... See, I don't even know if the two Ewok movies they did for Disney Channel back in the day, if those That's are considered canon. Yeah, I don't know. I and don't even think are the holiday film. special is... <laughs> If Lucas could get rid of every copy of the holiday special. Um, that is the one great thing about the internet is that will live on. Yes. yes. Yeah, there's no way to get rid of it now. <laughs> that that and the bootleg copy of the 1994 Fantastic Four. Ah, the, movie, yes. the movie that never happened that should. Yeah, actually. Um, Which turned out to be the best Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. As well, cheesy as it is. Here, here's the funny thing. And I, I think this is what's scary about some of this uh, fandom revolt is is a uh, just to preface, there was a, a Marine who wrote a, a letter, I guess, to Tom Provert, uh, Prevort, uh, who's an executive editor at Marvel. And, and to, to preface some of what he, uh, what he talks about, um, fans were going after Ed Brubaker, who hadn't written Cap, written for Cap in over five years. Mm. Uh, they started calling people anti-Semites because they reasoned Cap was created by two Jewish kids to fight Nazis, and now Marvel has made him a Nazi. Um, no, they made him a Hydra agent, and as Brett said, Hydra's not Nazis. To me, I never saw it that way, and I will say firsthand, being Jewish, I didn't, I didn't see an anti-Semitic message being delivered there or undertone. Um, None of that really holds, uh, to continue on with this, none of that really holds up, especially the idea that Hydra are Nazis. They are not and never were in the Marvel Comics universe. Even the movies went through a lot of effort to show Hydra was aiming to fight the Nazis as well. Um, so the death threats came in, and then the story highlights this one article that came in from on Tumblr. Uh, as a former active duty, okay, as a former active duty U.S. Marine and a disabled vet, I want you to know that when I joined the Marine Corps back in 1995, I did so under a strict code of ethics, truth, honor, and justice. The code was aspired by Steve Rogers. Okay, wrong. <laughs> That code of ethics has been around since the beginning of the Marine Corps. Sorry. Many years, many, many decades before Captain America was even created. 
Yeah. Um, I knew I, I could never be the person he was. I wasn't mentally built for it, but it gave me something to strive for. Yes, the characters of Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, is fictional, but it's one that embodies the idea human being, not just an American, not just an American, or the American everyone should strive for. Steve Rogers never claimed to be perfect, but he tried his, his best every day to do the right thing no matter what. For the last 21 years, I have modeled my own moral code after the belief that I will never tell a lie no matter the consequences. There's no such thing as a little white lie. My honesty and my honor was everything to me. It kept me from becoming the monster that I could have easily become. Thanks to your idiocy and disregard for what American for what American symbols stood for, you have made it, quote-unquote, okay to disregard those ideals. It is apparently okay to lie, cheat, steal, murder, just because, F it. Who cares, right? Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, has been doing it for 75 years. Fine, congratulations. You have made the last 21 years of my life and the code I live by, the hardships I endured because I refused to sacrifice that code, meaningless. You have disgraced what Joe Simon and Jack Kirby had the character stand for. The whole point of the character was to showcase the potential of what human beings could be, despite the odds stacked against them. Okay, has he forgotten about Expatriate? Oh, yeah. Has has he he forgotten about the couple other times... Captain Rod or Steve Rogers went went off the off the beaten path because he didn't agree with what the, the current government was doing. Uh, okay, <laughs> so um, so it's just thanks to you, thanks to you too, I will be throwing away my moral code and become the monster that people feared I might become and that myself feared I would become. So now this guy's using <laughs> using the change to say I'm gonna go out and start killing people and it's your fault. <laughs> well, that's just stupid. If, if- it is. If you're that weak that you need a comic book character to keep you in line, to keep you from becoming a monster, I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's a fictional character. So, uh, <laughs> I will I will use every resource at my disposal, every avenue that I can to locate and track you down. I will find you eventually. I will kill you in the most painful way possible that I could, that I could think of. The only way to stop me is to have me killed. But hey, that should be a walk in the park for you, right? I mean, I'm just one of I'm just one disgruntled marine. What is one more life compared to the millions of lives you just dismissed by making Captain America a Hydra agent all along? Nothing, and I mean nothing you will say will erase what you have what you have done. Hydra was always synonymous with Nazis. You cannot separate the two. So your fame, while you'll be able to still draw breath, it's just a matter of time before I find you. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I don't think Leafs fans went that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they were they were getting there. They were getting there by throwing jerseys on the on the rink during the game. But yeah, yeah, you still you, can't get a ticket for uh, the guard or for for their stadium. No, to go see a Leafs game. I mean, think think about. I mean, some of the, the craziness. I mean, like Tanya Harding with the what she did to Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, I understand yes, we that, know that quite, well was here. <laughs> I know that wasn't exactly fandom, but I mean, just the the reaction afterwards. Um, I mean, look at look at some of the stuff. Okay, best example: um, South America with their with soccer. Uh, when when uh, was it Argent was it Argentina or Brazil where the cartel killed the one guy for scoring an own an own goal that knocked them out of the out of the World Cup. They take it seriously down there. Oh yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think the, the worst, the worst example I've seen of a, of the most Canadian of stories. Our Canadian Football League has. I don't know if you guys know much about it, but there's a team oh, yeah. called the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yep. And they have the most diehard fans. Every sporting event I have ever gone to in my life, I have found a Rough Riders fan at it. No matter where I am, it is unbelievable. That said, uh, their kicker missed a field goal that would have won them. I believe they would have won the Great Cup. And uh, he woke up to a pile of manure on his front yard the next morning. So, wow. Do, do, do not piss off Canadians because there will be, especially farmers, don't piss off the farmers in Saskatchewan. <laughs> there will be poop all over your place. Is that pretty much all there is up there? Uh, that, part of, that part of the world, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what there is. That, that, that's why the Rough Riders nickname is the Roughnecks. <laughs> the yeah. the rough rednecks. Yeah, I, I used to live in Shreveport, Louisiana, when they tried the American experiment, and we had the Shreveport Pirates. Yeah, terrible idea. <laughs> but you know, I I actually kind of enjoy Canadian football. It's some of the rules a lot better than American football. Really? Yeah. Well, you want to make the uh, kickoffs more entertaining instead of what it has been, and now all oh, we're going to move the kickoff line up, mm-hmm. and we're going. Do do the element. You down it in the end zone. It is it's a t- you know it's a point for the for the kicking team. Well, and it's it's safe the way they do it too because you get the entertainment and the safety because that's their biggest reason, right? They don't want people running in full speed right. hitting guys. But uh, if you're within five yards of a guy when he picks up the football, it's a penalty. So sure, do that. But you're getting fifty, or I think it's five yards, maybe it's fifteen, whatever it is. You're getting a penalty for that. So uh, you don't really see, you well you never see maybe once or twice a year a guy will time it perfectly where he'll get off a legal hit on someone on a return, but uh, it's not a big problem up here with that rule, so yeah, I'm in yeah. favor of that. I like the four downs, though. Four downs makes for... Yeah. I, I, I still I still think four downs is, is better. Um, again, I, I liked with kickoffs. I also, you know, where if you don't run it, I mean, yeah, if you don't run it out of the end zone, it's a point for the other team, yet you still maintain the ball. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact that every field goal whether it's a point after attempt or not, there's a player in the end zone ready to catch the ball or trying to catch the ball mm-hmm. to run it out. It's like, yeah. this is great. I love it. And it happened like it happens a lot with the with the size of the fields. The fact that the the goalpost is at the front of the end zone. Yes. So we got well, that there too. It, it used Isn't to be that, that dangerous. Way. That's how it used to be in the U.S. But they they moved to the back because people were like running into it. <laughs> well, you still see people run into it. It's quite right. entertaining. It's why it, it is a it is a giant pool though you should probably be able to miss it like it's okay usually it's usually bright yellow and quite large just don't run into it, 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 it the the goal post being or the the uprights being on the goal line is part of the whole reason behind the post pattern mm-hmm. it's like run towards the post and turn you'll shake off your de- shake off the your defender just, on the post, the post to, pick off the, uh, to pick the defender <laughs> yeah now I, I'm still a little unsure about a 55 yard line, um, but I mean if the goal line's on the on the or if the goalposts are on the goal line, then why not? So yeah, it's it, there's a, it's a lot more passing. So with the three downs, it works to have a bit of a longer field. Yeah, is it pretty big in Canada? Uh, fairly. Yeah. NFL is bigger still, like by far. Um, Like I'm pretty sure the Super Bowl gets at least twice the uh, viewings as the Grey Cup does. So... (laughs) 
And those have got to be some horrible weather games in Canada in the, in the winter. Those are my favorite ones to go to, though. The most fun I ever had at a game was like minus 20 uh, snowing playoff game against the Stamps and the Rough Riders. And it's just amazing to be out there in the conditions. And you always get something crazy happen. It's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny. You got Saskatchewan. They're the Rough Riders, right? It's two separate words with them. Or is it one? Uh, word? I think it's one word for them. Okay. And then possibly Ottawa was one word or two words when they had it. I was going to say, last time I remember watching, Ottawa was the other Rough Riders, and they were those two. One has separate words, one had one word. Yeah, Ottawa had two words, and they they brought the Rough Riders back and tried to, but now it is a different name for the team in Ottawa. So there's a team back there, but we don't have, uh, what, nine teams, two of them with the same name. We branched out. Go us. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... So yeah, craziness with fandom. Is it broken? Quite possibly just because of the way society is. I mean, I mean that's yeah. definitely, they're definitely related, yeah. yeah. Social media. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When you have teams who, be it American or Canadian, team loses a championship or wins a champion. Well, at this point in time, it doesn't matter win or lose. You have rioting in the streets. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with Vancouver a couple of years ago, didn't we? Trying remember was it vancouver yeah that was crazy the riots there and i remember um, that yeah it's like well it's it's happened twice there uh the the big one was against your boston bruins i'm calling them yours now by the way yeah Uh, you're you're boston bruins (laughs) i'm okay they they lost and it was gonna apparently yeah i remember that it was insane i just remember i couldn't i couldn't stop watching just the chaos ensuing as a city just you know yeah just we were extra. we were watching that too because being that it was the bruins we we uh it was all over the news here too and then then you had what a few years ago uh, i was flyer was it the flyers and blackhawks it, it was a state there was a stadium series game somewhere where a uh where a fan was killed from from flyers fans Killed? Just be- yeah, just Whoa. because they they wore the opposing team's jersey Oof. from that from the same thing with the Giants and the Dodgers a couple years back. I think. Yeah, in baseball, yeah, opening day. Mm-hmm. East Lansing here has had their share of uh, riots with the Michigan State Spartans. <laughs> Go into the the basketball. Yeah, I just I, I I understand that people get fired up, but like, and maybe it's because I'm not that kind of person. I I don't tend to be a violent individual, but right, like, yeah. What what could cause someone to think that that's an, a, a proper reaction? Like, even I understand like being upset when your team loses. I think we've all been upset when our, a team we cheer for loses or something we like. You know, if you if if this letter from the Captain America fan that you read is is a, a real thing. And I don't know if there's any reason to believe it's not, but this guy who's been such a dramatic Captain America fan that he based his life off of him and suddenly it's changed like to then turn around and want to kill someone for it. I just people I know, yeah. to reevaluate it. This tells me there. Were, this guy had issues in the Marine Corps, or even possibly before he joined. If he's thinking, oh, definitely, the, yeah. the, the code of ethics was created because of Captain America. No, you know, it, and they were modeled after him, and that's why he joined the Marine Corps was to be more like Captain America. Okay, well, first off, Captain America was in the Army, not the Marine Corps, <laughs> so you failed there. Uh, and two, there were other issues there. there 
there's got to be other issues. Oh, definitely. I think with uh, with sports, I think it's a combination of uh, the fanatic coming out and uh, mixing alcohol too. Yeah, yeah. Sports uh, definitely tends to have a lot of alcohol associated with it, <laughs> and I think people get uh, their alcohol courage going. Oh, when you, you get adrenaline fired up, and yeah, yeah, and when you get that many people together, you get the mob mentality, and mm-hmm. they can't arrest us all. <laughs> yeah, except for these days, uh, with with the social media, the one aspect is they'll catch a lot of you because right, everybody's got pictures. pictures and, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're on film, on tape recording. <laughs> so many idiots that get caught by posting pictures on Facebook or whatever. That's oh, like yeah. committing a crime. It's like, really? <laughs> oh, I, I, I forgot who it was. I think it was Joe Carmani had mentioned. I guess he helped try and get someone, somebody, and it's somebody we've had on the show, tried to help a guy get into the comic business. I had the job interview and everything. Didn't get the job because he badmouthed the comic book industry at Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of employers now are going through and checking your social media and oh yeah stuff like that before the when they hire you or before they hire you. Well, I mean, it's it's a good way to get to know who you are. Yeah. So I'm trying I'm trying to find when the code of ethics was created. So in uh, Canada, are many people paying attention since these are kind of not exactly big market teams playing in the finals? Uh, I think a lot of people are big Penguins fans because of Sidney Crosby going back to that. So okay. uh, from that angle, yeah, See, that, that they r- are. But That right there is a, a reason to rebel. Anytime he gets <laughs> on the ice, there should be riots. Because he'll still have feel- bad feelings with them against because they beat the Wings in the finals. Although they did win the first one. Yeah. You'll be glad to know Crosby took a slash and didn't even look at the ref. He just skated on. Oh. Such a big moment for him. Yeah. <laughs> he took a slash? Yeah, like he got slashed by by a shark didn't, didn't cry about it didn't even look at the ref so wow grown up so much now that he's <laughs> almost 30 didn't dive what's wrong i would never think that crosby's been a diver he's been a whiner yeah. for sure but yeah. i've never thought of him as a diver oh oh yeah <laughs> he, he he dives <laughs> You, you barely skate. You, you skate too close to him. He'll he'll trip up as if you've you've tripped him. There, there's plenty of videos of it on YouTube. Well, I'll have to I'll have to investigate myself and <laughs> and see what's out there. I think hockey, out of all the sports, is probably the least when you compare it to like basketball and LeBron James and you know, other players like that. I think uh, they they've definitely got a lot more floppers than, than oh, hockey does. Biggest one is soccer. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, when you, when you flop, you like take yourself out of position, and when especially when it doesn't get called, and you're sitting there whining and laying on the ice while the guy skate past you. Yeah, definitely doesn't help you out much. No. Oh, and then when you got Batman, but don't even get us. Don't even get me started on Gary Batman. Yeah, that's that's our number one thing that we love to hate on our show is Mr. Gary Batman. Yeah, he's and calling him Mister. He's probably the worst uh, commissioner in sports. Yes. For the for the fans, yes, he, he yeah. does a great job for the owners, which is his job. He's very good at his job, but fans hate him for it. Mm. He's made those owners a ton of money by lockouts and TV deals and any number of various things. But as far as making uh, the sport better, though, he's exactly yeah help with that. No, but that's it's not always his job. As long as the league keeps making more money, he'll keep having a job. So, mm. Speaking of TV deals, do you do you think it was a mistake for ESPN to lose out on on that? Um. I'm not sure. I, I think you guys would know better than me because for me, I look at it and I see the levels of interest that are in the states, and I see like it's it's on NBC. And I don't even know like are the games right now are they just are they on like regular NBC or do you still need to go to 
NBCSN or yeah, to go to NBCSN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Game Three will go to regular NBC. Right, because that'll be on a Saturday. So yeah, they don't have like reruns of Two and a Half Men or something like that that you're going to miss out on because of yeah. hockey. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I as a as a fan of the league, I wish that it could be on a. A major cable station. Um, so if it was on ESPN, that'd be great. The fact is that no one wanted to pay for it at the time. So obviously, it's it's not that big of a sell. I wish it. I wish it was more. I wish it was more popular. But um, can't the fact that it's pay not, for uh, pool and, and bowling and whatever else. They can't play for pay for hockey. Well, I'm sure it's probably a lot cheaper. Well, those are definitely cheaper. And I I believe the NBC deal. They they had a really unique contract, and it could have been changed with the latest. Want, but they actually paid nothing up front for it and only paid off of profit. Mm. So the NHL really put themselves, uh, really back themselves. They said, look, like we don't want any guaranteed money, but when we make you money, you pay us for it. So right. uh, it, it seemed to work well. Obviously, the Canadian TV deal is huge, so they make plenty of money off of that as long as the Canadian dollar isn't terrible. So. Yeah, being, uh, being in Detroit, we get to watch uh, CBC, so I, I love that. Hacking yeah. Night and Hacking Night in Canada. Well, and they they did keep that so because the yeah. the rights aren't even owned by cbc anymore but oh. uh, R- rogers sportsnet bought the rights to every national broadcast of hockey. so similarly to nbc they have all the rights and uh cbc and hockey night in canada is such a, a milestone up here that they kind of said okay fine we'll we'll still let you have it but it's just one of those things so what's the uh thought on uh, don cherry up there you know a lot of he's pretty controversial hockey yeah, guy yeah i think it's it's that everyone Everyone's a fan of Coach's Corner. They they like him as an individual, but I think at this point we've all kind of assumed that what he says is going to be half crazy, uh, third racist, and whatever the else actual quality hockey talk. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't like the Europeans. Yeah, but a, a, and a, a lot of what from the the insiders say, a lot of what he says is just shtick. When you actually hear him talk about legitimate hockey, uh, what he says is quite good. So um, when you if you can look past his colorful wardrobe and his, I was just gonna say. his dr- dramatic <laughs> statements he actually still for the most part knows what he's talking about when it comes to hot so mm-hmm. well change the topic um say you spent three days building this gore or creating this gorgeous statue an hour after the exhibit that it's supposed to be placed in opens you come find out some kid has knocked it over and it's broken <laughs> How devastated would you guys be? That's where death threats come from, right there. That's, 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 <laughs> all right, I'll uh, I'll agree about that. And it's that's not an easy fix either. No, no. when it's made out of Legos, it's it been stepping on those things for for years, like little cult drops. Yeah. Apparently, this happened in China, of all places. $15,000 Zootopia statue. I am always amazed at those, the people who can do that with Legos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, that would break my heart if that happened. Well, it amazes me that he did this in three nights. Yeah. Looking no, at the size of this thing. Yeah, and actually, I'm looking at it now. It looks pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job on it. Yeah, it looks fantastic, but I'm just amazed. Crushing to see that it broke. 
broke. Oh, right, when, you see that, when you see that bottom picture, just uh, yeah, the broken picture. It's like, oh, yeah. I feel for you, pal. I do. Right. I'm quite sure the first thing that the master builders would tell him, like when they build the the stuff that goes out um, in the in like Lego lands or the ones that go out, you glue certain. Yeah, you, know, you you pick your chunks. Yeah. And then so you glue. say yeah. say from feet to the knees you glue everything there then you leave that one alone and then your next segment you glue everything there then your next segment you glue everything but they that way your segments are almost big bricks on their own but yeah i think it's just destroyed can't even tell what it was uh, <laughs> great great yeah. set of feet still though that that the yeah, those, oh, yeah. <laughs> those stuck together yeah <laughs> can you imagine that though when you first see that 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 happened you're like oh it's police it tape on the area the exhibit just opened i'm pretty sure he probably left like five minutes before that he's just enjoying it just hanging out leaves yeah gets, gets that phone call man why is the why are they calling me already they <laughs> They must really love what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uh, hey, hey, Kevin, we have some bad news. <laughs> well, and the thing that kills me is the parents were very apologetic, offered to pay for it, and he turned it down. Except for the apology and turned it down. Mm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess that's the difference between fandom in China and fandom everywhere else in the world. <laughs> right. I'd be demanding twice that amount here. I'd be yeah. asking for the child. Like, that child's mine now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Give me your first board. <laughs> so, um, how big in Canada are, are shows like Arrow and Flash? Uh, fairly popular. I know uh, I've got some family big into Arrow and The Flash. Um, not a not a ton. I think it's harder to get those channels up here. Not everyone has it as part of their like basic cable. I don't know if it's the same down there or not. But uh, it's all over the place down here. I mean, if you, yeah. it, it, it's part of the cable or basic cable packaging usually. Well, yeah. um, Willa Holland, Holland. God, why did I say Holland? Because I looked at it quickly. Um, she kind of blasted Warner Brothers over the fact that the the cinematic universe and the TV universe do not co- coexist at all. And because of the Suicide Squad movie, it's kind of what killed the Suicide Squad in the show. Preaching to the choir. I've been saying that for forever. But yet, Chloe, but Chloe Bennett also was just at a convention recently complaining that Marvel's not doing enough of that now either. Yeah, but at least they're don't have the same character as different right, yeah. uh, people on on TV and in the yeah. In the see movies. that to me that to me is worse because at least with the the Marvel stuff, it's there if they actually were to use it, which they don't. But that's a whole nother thing. But the DC stuff, I was just talking to somebody at work today about uh, the Flash and Batman versus Superman and how it just it wasn't right to us because for us the Flash is Grant Gustin, mm-hmm. right? That's what's known, right? And that's that's like to me. He's like he's he's a he's a great Flash, and I love him as Flash. And when I saw this other guy in the movie, I'm like, that's I can't, I just can't get behind that. I can't accept it. Yeah. Well, there there's talk that Kingpin could end up in the new Spider-Man film. Yes, I heard that. I'm very that if was, if so, do they keep with Vincent D'Onofrio? They better, or do they change? And if they change, how much broken fandom's gonna happen then? Oh yeah, if they change it, that's gonna blow the whole it's con- it's all connected thing right yeah. right there because you're like, no, it isn't. Well, apparently, uh, this is where the second story ties in because I'm gonna call quote a story of 
fellow Canadian Stephen Amell, uh, who apparently has smartened up and bailed on the Maple Leafs and became a, a Kings fan, like everyone in Hollywood does. Traitors. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was. Yeah, what's rough. up with that? Is Will Wheaton from Canada? What's that? Is Will Wheaton from Canada? I don't mm, think so. No. No, okay. I don't think so. Because, you know, he's a big Kings, Kings Actually, fan. Uh, he might have grown up in California. Okay. I, I think he's a California boy. Or man. Wikipedia <laughs> says he is. So, um, he I is. think... <laughs> Ooh, the, I think Matthew Perry is a big Kings fan and he's from Canada so mm. there's a lot of them mm. Wayne Gretzky he's a Kings fan he's from Canada yeah but Gretzky's also an Oilers fan he's also a Blues fan he's also a Rangers fan I don't, I don't think he's a Blues fan I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can safely say that he's not a Blues fan I was out in Canada when that trade went down oh, with, uh, with Gretzky was, to the Kings <laughs> I was not alive however yeah. Uh, upset. Obviously, okay. there's yeah. there, there's people people got a little fired up. Probably some death threats. Yeah, I'm sure. That was, that was, I think that's probably the I was one of the biggest hockey history. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was definitely a shocker. Yeah. So I, the conspiracy theories about that and all is quite lengthy. I don't think anyone wants to believe that they actually did that just because they thought it was a smart move because it clearly wasn't. But yeah. the the things that commissioners do. Well, the, the Oilers still they still won one after. Well, they still had a good team, but oh, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't usually trade the best player in the league. No, they could have they could have won. Uh, a lot more uh, cups, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. That, that kind of goes with the when the Orlando Magic lost Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, O'Neal mm-hmm. was willing to stay for less money. You know, still take the minimum because he wanted to stay here. Rich DeVos wanted nothing to do with talking to him. So he said, fine, I'm gone to L.A. Yeah. So, um, well, Stephen Amell was asked if it would be a Green Arrow film. And he said it has become easier to take properties on television and turn them into films. But I don't know. Uh it, he was the uh, King. I guess it was Larry King that Amel was on. Uh, King suggested that Amel might not might not be cast in a Green Arrow movie, uh, in which Amel confirmed, "I might not be." Well, it's already been it's already been set because Grant Gustin was not cast as as the Flash for Batman Batman Heart Superman. Yeah. Um, but he continues on. He goes, "I've spoken with with Eddie, and they said there's no plan to bring green bring the Green Arrow character to the cinematic universe, but things change." He concluded. So not knowing when this interview was recorded or, or done, even though the article was posted today, well, posted Wednesday. Um, I mean, Jeff Johns is now in charge of the DC Cinematic Universe. It's no longer Yay. Zack Snyder. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's good news. <laughs> quick, ride in the streets, flip cars. <laughs> um, it's biscuits, pucks, and riots. <laughs> or biscuits, geeks, and riots. There we go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the thing, the, the, there was an, one story, though, that I, I was reading, again, that this kind of almost supports the fandom in, in their concerns, is Disney has ordered a whole bunch of reshoots for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, hello, movie comes out in December. At this point right. in time, it should be doing a lot of final, it, it should be heading towards the final mix down, the final post. 
my my concern is what is it that they are reshooting? Yeah. And why? Yeah. I haven't heard any yeah. negative no, I haven't any leaks or anything. But I think so, so much are writing on these movies anymore, these huge yeah. blockbuster movies that everybody is so paranoid that it might bomb. I'm just hoping it's not another bad um studio executive decision. Because we've seen too many of those ruin too many movies. Yeah, and I would I would have thought um Disney has, has behaved themselves for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't see I don't know. It, it just seems odd. Mm. Uh okay. The article title Rogue One and the Trouble with Standalone Movies. Well, considering this is going to be the first one, um, the street whether the property has long-term value as a franchise with a new film every year. Well, no, it's not. Well, yeah, there's going to be a new Star Wars film every year, but it's going to alternate between standalone and an episodic. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars fans went into speculation mode after the news broke earlier this week that Rogue One will undergo reshoots this summer after execs felt mm. an early cut didn't match the tone of the franchise. Mm. That's interesting. Hmm. I'm glad that that's the reason that if, if they're accurate in their assessment, I'm glad that that's the reason, though. Right, yeah. That it doesn't fit with everything else instead of the opposite of, well, we want it flashy or we want it right. more explosions or whatever yeah. other crazy reasons they come up with. That um, would, yeah, that would make sense, that reason. The, the first signs that things may be in flux for Rogue One came last month when accidentally released pages of the official visual story guide to the movie were removed at the request of Disney. Not only because they shouldn't have been released, but because a lot of information listed isn't even correct. Hmm, they kind of did that with Force Awakens, too. Hmm. Let's create an action figure that's going to be in the movie. Oh, wait, he never appeared in the movie. (laughs) Um, A day later, with no comment beyond simple confirmation, Marvel canceled plans to release a Rogue One tie-in comic in October. Hmm. That's okay. They say October it will show up next February. <clears throat> C-3PO. <laughs> and then not be worth reading. Right? Yeah, it would have been worth reading if it came out when it was supposed to. I don't know. Coming out when it, it, it would have been more accepted. Maybe, yeah, because it wasn't that good. No. In yeah, my opinion. Bother. It, it, it should have been a free comic book day book. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that I could see. But like I said, if they came out, if it came out in December like they initially planned, it would have been a little more accepted because then right. you go, oh, this is why he's wearing the red arm. But I think it's funny. There, there is. There's a continuity error in the film. Uh, cause there's a scene where C3PO has all of a sudden got a gold arm again. Yeah, that's at the end. Oh, I didn't notice it. Yeah, he gets yeah. his gold arm back. It goes to a gold what? arm. But no, then like the next shot is back red again. No, I didn't notice that. I think, I'll have to watch it. I think. Hey, an excuse to watch it again. All right. <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> but, but I remember you. when I read the comic, I'm like, I, halfway through it, I'm like, this isn't even worth reading anymore. I don't. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't care why he has a red arm anymore. It doesn't matter now. C-3PO is not a character that I really think would deserve his own comic. No. But you, no. you're like you said, Mike, if it was a free comic book day comic, that, then yeah. it would have been fine. Because, hey, I didn't pay anything for it. so mm-hmm. <laughs> But it, no, it, I paid four bucks for it. It, it, was, it was a story similar to the Dark Horse free comic book day stories mm. that they did with Star Wars. I think that's one of the things I heard. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like the art wasn't bad and everything, but... That's why it was it, it was because of the art that it took so long to get put out. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, 
Carl, how much do you spend on, uh, like, say, merchandise for the team, for, like, the Avalanche? Uh, not a whole lot. I spend probably less than, probably on average, I, I usually spend about $50 a year. It's not a whole lot. That's not bad. Which really amounts to, like, a jersey every four or five years, and then, like, a hat or a shirt or something like that. Okay. Do you do, like, coffee it, mugs or anything like that? Or I've got a mug. I've got a Christmas tree ornament. One thing that helps me is there's not a lot of merchandise on my team up here, so uh, nice. I'm, I don't see it everywhere I go. If I, I've been to Denver and went shopping for things once and walked out of the store uh, much more in debt than I should have been. So if I lived in Denver, uh, it would it would be a real problem. There, there's always Amazon.com. There is. I know, which, but which, like, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't but, see yeah. it. But if you go to Amazon.com through the Weeby Geeks website, it helps, it helps the show, which helps the network you're selling me you're selling me <laughs> that is an excellent point it, it, I'm, just gonna, it, I'm just gonna go over there right now it, yeah. in pricing does, in pricing does that work is, for amazon.ca as well um give me time i'll get you a link there you go i like okay. it i'll get you a link so did you become a fan like during the uh like adam put sakic portford why days yeah, when were you when did you become a fan yeah i actually i lived on the east coast of canada the far far east coast of newfoundland at the time and so everyone there was a leafs or a habs fan and i didn't want to cheer for any of them so i just kind of like oscillated between teams that i cheered for i'd lived in calgary before but this was the early 2000s late 90s and they were god awful and i was like well i'm not going to cheer for a terrible team on the other side of the country from me i might as well cheer for a team i enjoy so uh i cheered for i just kind of picked random team after random team um at the time paul Cree was my favorite player because i'd i'd mailed out hockey cards with letters asking players to sign them and he was the only guy who sent me one back so paul Cree was number one in my books um and then i just fell in love with oh and i think you see him during when he played and after and you don't doubt that i think the other like i i sent one to john leclerc why would i expect to get one back from him now that i like actually understand him as a an individual I'm like yeah that's probably not gonna happen sir um <laughs> see paul paul korea was not a cry baby who did he play? What's, weren't they on the? Uh, he was on the on Ducks. The oh, Ducks. No, he was yeah, on the Ducks. That's where he started. Who was the other player that was with them? Another really good forward, Solani. Solani. Yeah, Solani and Team yeah. Solani. And they both went to Colorado and yeah. were mediocre. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I've actually got a picture behind me of uh, the Asgard uh, wall fight on, on my wall. Very nice. So with I, the on it and everything. That was I, I have, and I can't remember who it is, but for from Christmas last year, my grandparents, uh, they live in Ontario. So they're in like, they used to live in Windsor, actually. So they're big Red Wings community there, um, obviously. And they, they got me a, for Christmas a signed card, and I can't remember who it is. It's a, a very 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 old card and they knew it through some sort of friend of a friend or something like that uh, it's oh wow good cool. yeah so yeah, stuck with uh, the abs ever since and now, I'm, is there my hatred of wings is, is there is there anything besides hockey merchandise that you might put put yourself borderline on debt for oh i yeah i'm i think my e- biggest expense that i need to like curtail is games video games mm-hmm. uh, i've i've started to be a responsible adult and not buy as many but uh still fun still enjoy those um so there's that and like i think when it comes to uh like merchandise and things like that uh that's in one concerts sporting events like i 
love going to live events. Um, yeah. So that that's the real one. Um, I don't know. Being from Detroit, you you may be aware of the uh, the tragically hip and the mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they come here a lot as well. Yeah. Um, the announcement this I guess a couple weeks ago now of their lead singer has terminal brain cancer and they're going yeah. on a what is tour, presumably yeah. one last tour this summer. So uh, gonna be gonna be hitting that up and that's probably that's actually my real problem that I if unfettered I would go to at least a concert a month which is not cheap these days no yeah I like a, a Rush Bare Naked Ladies big, uh, big fans of those for as far as Canadian bands yeah there's, there's good ones out there not right now there's a, yeah. maybe a few how much would you pay for for a collectible that, that you would feel comfortable paying for the most I would probably pay if it was like a truly one of a kind special thing five hundred dollars probably okay well Lucasfilm announced to uh, on Wednesday that they have a the ultimate studio edition props collection these are all props replicas from force awakens at the moment um that are actually modeled from actual costume pieces or prop pieces uh a lightsaber like raised lightsaber is going to cost you uh 1250 it's not 12 it's not 12 and 50 cents that is 1250 dollars wow that's not even the real thing. It's a, a replica of the thing. It's a replica. That Man. is, that is uh, each item includes a chip that authenticates the serial number that's included with the uh, certificate of authenticity. Uh, these are official detailed replicas, uh, like I said, at the moment, from items from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like uh, Darth Vader's melted helmet, just 3500 bucks. Only. Wow. Uh, you want Finn's Stormtrooper helmet with the three bloodlines? On it, uh, oh, was I gonna see it? Blow this up. Uh, one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Poe Dameron's X-wing helmet is fifteen hundred. Chewbacca's bowcaster twenty five hundred dollars. I would Does love it that. shoot though? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. For that, no. for that price, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, Ray's staff is twelve fifty. So to me, this is this is where I don't get it. Light what do they have in like the ten dollar range? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here's ten feet of glass. Here's yeah. the thing that gets me: Ray's lightsaber hilt. Okay, to say Ray's lightsaber hilt, let's just go back and say Anakin's hilt. Mm, yeah. it was Anakin's, then Luke's, then then Ray's. That thing's what nine, ten inches long, maybe twelve for twelve fifty. Ray's staff, which is what four or five foot tall, twelve fifty. I think what's more iconic though, the lightsaber or staff though, because yeah, you're looking at. I don't know. Her her staff is still pretty iconic, but you yeah. know what? It, it, it's sort of like Legos. Am, am I gonna pay twelve bucks for a hundred and thirty-one piece kit? Or twelve bucks for a hundred and eighty piece kit. Mm. I'm I'm gonna get my money's worth, and I'm gonna spend the, the money and get and get more for my money. I w- I will spend the twelve fifty on Ray's staff before I spend it on Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Yeah. So, um, what, what about you, Carl? I mean, yeah, I was I was thinking as you're going through that list. Um, I'm pretty sure other than my car and my house, I don't own anything that's cost me more money than that. So, uh, it's it's a little hard to justify. Yeah. Yeah. But and I guess how like do they say how many of them they're making? Cuz that's um like it, it needs to be sure. limited edition. You yeah, you think is, I'm sure. One run like 50 is what I'm thinking. Sounds Vader, about right. But Vader's helmet and Finn's helmet are limited editions of 500 each. So it'll be 500 of those and that's it. All the others, it's that's normal pricing. 
and they're they're just gonna keep making them as long as they need them. Yeah, that's yeah. See, I don't like it. It needs to be like if it's a helmet, I need to be able to wear that helmet. Uh, right. It's a yeah. But just just to have something that's gonna go on a shelf, I don't know. That seems uh, a bit much. But hey, there's we've we've learned tonight. There's some crazy people out there. Yeah, and there's there's yes, pe- the, there's people have. crazy in the. I guess you could call this a, a positive way. Uh, if you're directing your energy into this, I support it 100. Uh, please don't hurt anyone. Go buy a $1,200 staff. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking. The company that ma- actually made like the Stormtrooper costumes for the new film and even Ray, the the Kylo Ren stuff, uh, is that really the price? Their helmet, the Kylo Ren Premier Line accessory helmet, they were selling for 700 bucks, And the ultimate prop shop wants two grand. Yeah, that's crazy. I want a Ray from the source. But I'm sure, are they... I'm sure they're probably not. They're no longer allowed to sell that other one. No, they're they're still selling. Are they? I just imagine that the Disney reach would shut that down in a heartbeat. No, yeah, cause really. The, no, because they they pay for the license because they're they're selling a stormtrooper helmet. Of course, it doesn't have the the bloodlines on it. Uh, Premier line, six hundred bucks. Hmm. So. Um, a lot of uh, wish I had that kind of disposable income. I would, I would definitely. Tell me about it. You know what I would love to have if I could actually afford it is a giant, a life-size Han and Carbonite. Yeah, I want the table that they made. Oh yeah, that was awesome. The coffee table. Yeah, I've seen that. I want the Jar Jar Binks and Carbonite. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they can smash it. Well, did, did you all see the um, the uh, the uncovering they found earlier this week? Apparently, Jimi Hendrix owed uh, owed money to Job of the Hut. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I saw that that statue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I think that's going to kind of wrap it up for this week. Uh, thank you, Carl, for coming on. Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, me. It was a lot of fun tonight, guys. And, and chatting some geek, chatting some puck. It's and, like uh, uh, overtime in uh, game two, so you got your wish. I know, I did. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully for your listeners take they're okay with the amount of hockey talk uh yeah if, if they aren't i'm sorry uh just go back and listen to last week's we be geeks there's lots yes. of good stuff there <laughs> <laughs> i think hearing you say sorry is worth it yes. <laughs> <laughs> and get him to say about a couple more times than else. <laughs> well yeah we have uh, i work for that. a hospital system here and a lot of people uh come over from canada and to detroit uh, to work and you can always tell when they call into the call center that they're gonna yeah, <laughs> with the slate accent. <laughs> I never thought that my I had like the stereotypical Canadian accent, but ever since getting into podcasting and you guest on someone's show or you just meet someone and they or they just listen to your show, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're from Canada. We need you didn't need to tell us. We knew." Yeah, yeah. So. that's like me with my boss. Well, I don't really have a Boston accent, but Massachusetts accent. I don't really think it's that bad until I talk to other people and they're like, "Oh, you're from Boston, are you?" Oh, I'm from outside. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's uh, like a. It's not as per, it's not as predominant. Yeah. Yeah. I de- uh, I definitely noticed it though like yeah, i was like oh yeah, yeah so yeah you're from boston yeah. or area for a canadian you're from boston that's pretty yeah. much well yeah. every pretty much everybody that's what i am i'm from boston we don't we don't hear you saying uh we can smart all every, every uh <laughs> <laughs> or wicked awesome wicked <laughs> I, I think the i think the fun one that i experience is having lived in louisiana now down 
here in Florida, anytime we go back home to Louisiana, my wife slowly slips into a, a, a good southern draw. <laughs> and it takes about two weeks for her to lose it when we get back home. <laughs> oh, I'm Well, I, I mentioned I lived on the East Coast. I lived there for four years through junior high. I picked up the craziest post accent. And that, like, literally, there's like a stereotype across the, rest of the country about that. And there you go. I said boat just for you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, it was gone immediately. So I think I pick up accents like I just assimilate to my surroundings and then it's gone right away. So um, it's you, funny. You, I even, you would make the perfect Borg. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived in uh, Lexington, Kentucky for for five years and I never never picked up a southern accent when I was down there. But I think yeah, it's I, can't, I don't really hear any accent from you really. Kentucky no, I think really does there's a lot of transplants down there from like Ohio and other places. There's not really a lot of well, yeah, Kentucky, actual native Kentuckians there. I mean I was I was born in Kentucky and I don't ever remember yeah, even even the friend of mine from elementary school who who lived there his whole life. It's not that it, it's a it's a blended accent. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the the it's it's a Midwestern accent, not like what you get when you cross the border in Tennessee and start in the southern twang. Yeah, I remember years ago my wife and I went on a cruise to the Bahamas and at night we sat at a table for dinner uh, with a bunch of other people from different areas down south and they were all like, oh you sure talk funny and they were talking about it and we're like, we're like my, wife is, my wife and I are sitting there going we talk funny, listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else thinks they talk, talk normal and you're the, you're the weird one. I know. <laughs> so, well I I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week uh any final thoughts uh where can we find the uh, fourth line uh podcast okay, cool. well you can catch. Uh, find us anywhere you look for podcasts uh starting at weeby geeks you can find us there find us on itunes you can find the pittsburgh penguins scoring the game-winning goal just now uh. <laughs> <laughs> your your boy was on the ice for that one too uh. um we're on twitter at the fourth line pod with the number four uh facebook.com slash the fourth line podcast and uh uh, yeah, head over to the Hockey Writers or iTunes and find some of our archives there. Yeah, so they come out on Wednesdays and, and what other day? Uh, Monday's our main episode, and uh, Wednesday's kind of our uh, the one we just mess around and have fun. Try to we're we're it's evolving. We've this is our third week with the new format, so uh, bear with us if you don't like it. If you love it, then stick around for more. Which are, thank you for reminding me. I need to upload that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and, and to paraphrase Carl, if you didn't like it, listen to last week's show. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, thanks for being on yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun yeah. guys uh for a guy who's not big into uh a lot of the geek culture you guys do a great job of making it really accessible so uh i was i was a little worried but then remembered that and uh it was great i didn't didn't feel out of place so hopefully i didn't okay. look or sound out of place uh, definitely not. No, not at all you, you just realized you had a little more geek in you than, than just a sports geek <laughs> <laughs> there it is yeah it's all it's all kind of the same it's just a matter of what what your uh, interest is in Sports, comics, movies, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm a sports fan as well, but you know, so I mean, there is the the, the crossover. Um, but there, there's a lot of sports fans who, oh yeah, I'm not into that. Well, you like this film? Yeah. And then you are just a little, and it's okay. Send <laughs> oh, the toe in. It's feeling the water. Oh yeah, the water's not that cold. Yeah. We're not all that different. The, nope. the, the sharks don't bite. It's just the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. And in this case, well, the sharks can't win. So yeah, they don't have any bite. Two one goal games isn't bad though. So, well, on that note, until next week. Want to know more? <laughs>
Um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.